Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Life. Busy Living Life. Busy Living Life. It's episode 288. 288. 288 episodes. Oh, my gosh craziness. And this episode is sponsored by Soberlink. Nearly 15 million people in the U.S. have drug and alcohol use disorders, and that's alcohol only. And only 10% of those people get treatment. So imagine that 90% of people don't ever get treatment for alcohol use disorder. And this could be attributed to the stigma that's associated with addiction. And Soberlink, like Busy Living Sober, is all about changing the stigma associated with addiction. And um, their remote alcohol monitoring tool has helped over 500,000 people to be more accountable in their sobriety. I've teamed up with Soberlink to create the resource guides tips for keeping busy living sober. And to get these tips, you can go to www.soberlink.com slash BLS and download the resource guide. And if you or someone you know can benefit from accountability for alcohol recovery, you'll also find a form on that page to sign up for a $50 off promo code. So go to Soberlink and check it out. They've got great, it's great, great, great thing. I think it helps you to be accountable and you know, you don't have to tell anybody. I think it's a great thing. So today's topic is joy. I just went and I looked to see that I actually did a podcast in 2020 on joy killers and who takes your joy from you. But um, my, the reason I'm talking about joy right now as I'm reading this book and I've read it before. And for some reason I wanted to read it again. And it is called the book of joy and it is his holiness, the Dalai Lama and, um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And it, this book is about the conversations they have over a week, the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. And it, in the beginning, and I want to read this too, because I want to go on and on and on and talk about it, but I want to, I'm going to read some excerpts from this book. And in this book, it says during the dialogues, they outlined eight pillars of joy. So in this book, they talk all about joy. So they talk about the eight, the eight pillars of joy, four pillars of the mind and four pillars of the heart. These two great leaders agreed on most important principles and offered illuminating differences as we attempted to gather insights that might help readers to find lasting happiness in an ever-changing and often aching world. Is that so appropriate for today too? And I want to tell you, this book um, was written in, let me see, this book was written in... Oh my gosh, this used to be easy to find when we were kids. Can I tell you that? Um, This book was written in 2016. So anyway, the reason I wanted to talk about this joy thing is that I believe that right now in this world, we don't have a lot of joy. I think that it's, um, you know, I talked to every person I talked to is 
dealing with something. And um, I think it all stems from what's going on in our world, right? We, and we can't, how, is it, how can we be joyful when we know what's happening in the Ukraine? How can we be joyful when we see what's going on in our cities? How can we be joyful when we see prices of gas go up to the place that we're just like, I can't afford this. I can't do what I wanted to do because I can't afford it. And I believe that joy is the one thing that we have to find in this crazy world we live in, this huge haystack of, neg I want to say huge haystack of ne negativity. Where do we find that little sliver of joy? Where do we find it? And so this book, obviously called Joy, was the first place I went. And in this book, again, I'm going to read a, one more, a, a couple more little excerpts of this book. And it says, um, the questions were not ours alone. We invited the world to ask their questions about joy. And although it turned out we had only three days to collect them, we received more than a thousand. It was fascinating that most asked questions was not about how we could discover our own joy, but how we could possibly live with joy in a world filled with so much suffering. And it says in here, I know so much of the human suffering occurs within our own head and our own heart. You know, when I was drinking, and if you're out there and you're just new, welcome, welcome, welcome. Or if you're thinking about it and you're curious and you're like, should I do this? Should I have this sober life? You know, it's interesting. I think I was thinking about this today. I'm like, did I have joy when I was drinking? Well, I can tell you because I drank from, from 13 to 37, 24 years. Right. Um, and that's like your total time when you're like developing as a human being. And if you had asked me then what joy was, I'd be like, mm, let's see. Joy is happiness, but what it felt like to feel joy. That's, that's where I didn't get until I got sober. It was like, I don't know what joy feels like. I don't know what it feels like. But then when I got sober and like the joy I had, and this is, might sound crazy, but the joy I had waking up in the morning and going, oh my God, I know where my car is. Oh my God, I know what I did last night. Oh my gosh. I don't hate myself so much today. Oh my gosh, I can look in the mirror today. That was where I found joy. But when we're, at least for me, when I was in my addiction, I was in suffering. It's hard to find joy if you're suffering. If you're dealing with this disease, it's so hard to see the light because it's just, it's dark all around you, right? It's dark. I always say that, um, my soul and my insides prior to getting sober were like a, um, if you were to look at a stained glass window, especially in a church, you look at a stained glass window. And when you look at that window in a very old church, it's filled with soot and it's dark and dirty and there's barely any light coming through. And you look at it and you're like, ah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I know that stained glass window behind that soot is just so beautiful, but I can't see it. But I know back there, there's beauty. That's how we are when we are in our addiction. We are that old stained glass window that's absolutely gorgeous and stunning. 
but the light can't shine through because that self-loathing, that shame, it's so debilitating that it makes us feel dark. We can't ever find joy because we're living with that dark soot. So it wasn't that the light came through and I got joy automatically. It took time. It took a little bit of time. It was just like, you know, it was, gosh, I made it a week without a drink. I made it two weeks without a drink. I'm, you know, in the beginning, it was like, I made it a day. I made it through this weekend. I didn't go to a party. I didn't go out to the bar or I went to a concert, even though I shouldn't have, because they already told me not to go hang out with my old friends, but I always wanted to hang out with my old friends. And I went to a John Mayer concert and they were drinking champagne. And I said, I'm going. And I remember the joy being at that John Mayer concert. And this is a long time ago. This is like 16 years ago. I, he wasn't even that big then. And I remember being there and like totally getting into the music and having so much fun. Like I don't remember before. Like I don't remember having that much fun before. And I was just like, wow, that was really fun. I went out. I went out with my friends. They were all drinking. I made it through. I got more joy that was joy. It was like, wow, I can do this. I can do this. I really don't need to drink. I really don't need to pick it up. I really don't. And the joy that came the, and then more joy and more joy, but it's hard when we're in our addiction or in the beginning, or even when we have long-term, I go through spouts, as you guys heard me a couple of weeks ago, it was a dark time. I knew that there was joy. I knew that I had to pick up. I just, you know, I pick up more and more resources from my toolbox and it doesn't happen automatically, right? When I was in my, I was in my darkest times, you know, when I was coming on here and going, oh my God, I'm having a hard time in my marriage. I'm having a hard time with all this stuff. And I didn't go and pick up these books that I have in my library. I didn't because that's not what I do in the beginning. In the beginning, I just sit there and I hate my life and this sucks and this sucks and this sucks. It's so hard to get out of that spin when you get into it. It's like that washer spin that you're in of negativity. And you're like, oh my God, I feel like, shit. I feel like, shit. I hate him. Oh, that's why I hate him. And it's never going to get good. My life's always going to suck. It's always going to be like this. It's always forward thinking. It's just crazy. And I wish I picked up my tools. Maybe when I have 50 years of sobriety will happen. But it hasn't happened in 60, almost 16 years. At least say 15 and a half years. It hasn't happened. So I believe that we're all on this journey together. And um, I'm going to read another excerpt because I think it's so important. Suffering is inevitable, they said. But how we respond to that suffering is our choice. So that says to me, you know, we all suffer. Everyone suffers. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how beautiful you are. I don't care how big your house is. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that we all suffer. Everybody, no one, no one goes through this life unscathed. Everybody has something. I don't know anybody that doesn't. And it's how you manage through that suffering. It's like, for me, I use my podcast, talk to you guys. I, I, as I just mentioned, tools. What are my tools that I have to reach for? Rather than trying to say, I'm going to fix this by just complaining to my friends. There's no action in that, right? It's just, there's no, you know, I want to do something different and I'm going to find joy in my day. I am going, 
I still have a lot of those things that I had. I'm going to tell you a couple of weeks ago. I still have a lot of that stuff going on that I was going through like a month ago. I still have those problems. They haven't disappeared. It's how I'm dealing with those problems. I'm not going into it going, oh my God, this is going to be horrible. This is going to be horrible. I have to believe that everything, everything is going to work out to be better than I could ever imagine to be. It is going to be amazing because I have to think back. And if you were to tell me five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, that I'd be living in Amelia Island right now, I'd be like, nah. Four years ago, you tell me I was living in Florida. No, I'd be like, mm, that's not going to happen. No, I mean, I, I don't even know where that is. Four years ago, I had no idea where I'm at. I knew it was somewhere in Florida. I had no idea it was on the West Coast, East Coast. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea my son would be living in Omaha, Nebraska. I had no idea my daughter would be moving back home with me at 24 just for the summer. She's moving back in. Would you have told me that a year? I couldn't have told you that a year ago. It's, um, I don't know what's coming around the corner, but I sure try to spend a lot of time going, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad because this all looks really bad to me. And I just know it's going to be bad. And, you know, there's this fear thing. And the fear thing is we're fearful mostly that we're not going to be able to keep what we have, or we're not going to be able to get what we want right? We're not going to be able to, so we have all this fear that it's, we're not going to be able to keep the way that life is when it's perfect. And I don't know when my life's ever that perfect, but you know, when it feels good and calm, we want it to stay like this, but then life happens and it gets screwy and we suffer. We feel sad. We feed our fear. We don't live in the sunlight of the spirit. We don't live in happiness. We don't live in joy. How are we going to get dance through that? So we go through tools like this. We talk about books like this that can help us. There, um, I'm going to read another page. This is all, by the way, just that was just in the introduction alone was what I just read to you. I will tell you this book is, um, let's see, we are fragile. Um, we are fragile creatures is chapter one. I recommend this book. It's called Lasting Happiness in a Changing World, the Book of Joy. Again, I'm going to put this up on the screen if you're watching this. I'm going to put a picture. I'll put that. I'll put a picture of it on, um, on my d- description of the podcast. And so if you want to go to my website, busylivingsober.com and check it out and see the book, that's what I recommend you doing if you're interested in getting the book. But um, joy is fleeting. Fear is fleeting. Everything's fleeting. Everything's fleeting. We're not going to always live like this. It's not always going to be this bad. It's not. It's the world is not always going to be this bad. It's not always going to be that we are powerless over what's going on in the world. We're always going to be powerless over what's going on in the world, what's going on in our country. We can do our best. We can vote. We can do those things. But beyond that, we have no, nothing, you know, I think we can do advocacy in our towns, but I think in real honesty, we really have no choices on what's going to happen. We can just be there. And it's, I think how we dance through the suffering, how do we dance through these hard times? How do we make lemons out of lemonade? How do we say, you know what, I'm not going to be able to do what I wanted to do on that trip. I can't go to this place 
if I were to go, like, if you have plans for the summer and you're like, I have plans for the summer forever. And now I can't afford to get the gas there. I totally get that. So how can you save? I guess that's what the idea is. We save right now for the future and just know, all right, I might not be able to do what I want to do right now, but maybe in the future I can't. I can tell you that that's happening to me right now. I'm choosing on what I can do and what I can't do. I'm not saying yes to things right away. I'm not shopping the way I was by, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm, um, I'm hunkering down and obviously I'm reading again. I, you know, somebody said to me that I read something on somebody's post or something that, you know, they, this person has gotten off social media and they spent more time reading than they had in a long time. And they were like, Oh my God, reading is amazing. You know, it's a dying art, I think <laughs> reading, but, um, and I don't always read self-help books, by the way, but sometimes I need, I, this just brings me joy to hear about these two spiritual gurus talk about life and how their lives are never perfect. You know, I think during this time, um, Desmond Tutu was actually going through cancer when he was, um, I think he was battling cancer during this conversation that he had with the Dalai Lama and, um, they got together anyway, and they did this. And I think that if anybody can do that, it's amazing, right? It's amazing that these two spiritual gurus got together and they were like, I can't, I don't feel joyful all the day when I, especially when I'm getting chemotherapy, does that feel joyful? No, but I do it because there's no other way, right? If I don't do that, then I just am never going to get better. And he has the will to live. And I think that when we're battling our addictions, and it's kind of scary when I think back to the ad that I read earlier in the podcast at the very beginning about where, you know, how many people are battling alcoholism. I, I wouldn't be surprised if those numbers were higher than what it says there because of what's going on right now in our country. I would bet that more people are dealing with addiction than ever be alcoholism than ever before, because it's so, we're so powerless over so much and so takes away our heart, right? It takes away everything because you're like, oh my God, oh my God, it's so much fear. Don't watch the news. Find tools in your toolbox that work for you. Realize that you can find joy in most places if you just look. You know, it's spring. It's getting to be spring all over this country. And um, watching flowers bloom, seeing grass come up that hadn't been, see buds on trees. You know, it's, um, it's, it's not so bad if we tell our, if we can change our thinking. I was listening to something the other day that said it takes 20 seconds, 20 seconds. You can smile. You know, if you normally don't smile and you're feeling bad, but you just put a smile on, it feels better. I just tell you, it feels better. It feels better to smile. Um, it, this gentleman said it was, a, it was a meditation on Insight Timer. And he said, you write down, think of three things you're grateful for before you get out of bed in the morning. And, um, and sometimes you can write them down or you just say them in your head or you can say them out loud. I've been starting to write them down again. And this morning I wrote, you know, I'm really grateful for the birds that are chirping outside my window. I'm really grateful to be healthy today. And I'm really grateful that it's raining because now I don't have to water my lawn. 
It's raining right now. Isn't that awesome? It's like, that's the little choice in life, right? Is being able to see these things and go, you know what? This is so, I'm so okay right now. And it's in the moments that we're okay. If we're living in the future or we're living in the past, we can't have joy and we can't have gratitude, right? We can't, we can't. If we're in this head of ours, we can't have anything. Everything is like, uh, yuck. We don't see the sunlight. We don't see anything. At least for me, when I was looking like that stained glass window I talked about, when I was in my addiction, it was, uh, it was real dark for a really long time. And, and I didn't think there was ever going to be a way out. I thought that was going to be the way I was going to die. I was going to die this dark, dark, dark death. And it just doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, talk to somebody, pick up the phone, call somebody. You know, I, I just said this to me today. I was like, you know, you have to go walk into a room. I don't know if any of you guys want, were interested or go, want to go to a 12 step meeting, but they're really amazing. I've, I found a lot of peace from going to them and a lot of the tools I use right now in my toolbox, I got at a 12 step meeting, but walking into that room in the beginning was totally scary. It's like walking into a party. You don't know anybody. You walk into a restaurant, you don't know anybody. And sometimes it can feel scary, but have you ever left feeling like I wish I'm, I'm so mad. I went to that. No, I think most times, most people go to something that they're really nervous about. And then they leave and they're like, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad I did that because, you know, our heads are what tell us that we're not good enough. Our heads are what tell us we're a piece of shit. We're that person that was drinking back in the day. And even if it was yesterday, today's a whole new day. You just have to do this today, today. And the days add up and the days add up. Everybody has suffering. Everybody has fear. Everybody feels terrible at times, but it's learning how to dance through those terrible times, which is the important thing. That book, the book of joy, that's really been helpful to me. There's lots of, I mean, talking to friends and, um, getting real has always been something that, um, helps me. And I know that getting real is not something a lot of people want to do. It's not always appealing. It's not how a lot of us were raised, but I can tell you that getting honest with somebody is like the way it's the key. It is the key. It is the key. And we can all change. And sometimes it's not dramatic. Sometimes it's little. But take those steps to find peace and joy. Okay? Thanks, guys, for listening. I can't believe I have 288 podcasts. Isn't that crazy? Insane. But guess what? I will be back next week. I have no idea what my topic's going to be. But if you have a topic, that you want me to talk about or you want my opinion on, write to me. Please write to me, elizabeth at elizabethchance.com. That's really easy. E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H at E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-C-H-A-N-C-E.com. Or you can do busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsower.com. And that's B-U-S-Y. So confusing, right? But, you know, reach out. I promise I will reach back out to you. And um, know that joy is 
something we can all get to. But when we're in our addiction, it's too hard to find that light in that dark sooty window. It's too hard to find the light when we're drinking because we just, it's just like hitting ourselves in the head again and again and again. Try and get one day. And if you are a daily drinker, you need to speak to your doctor prior to doing anything. Call your doctor. Do not do this by yourself. Okay. So until next time, keep getting busy, living sober, and living life. Busy living sober, busy living life. I hope you're having a great day. And by the way, subscribe if you like what you hear. Please subscribe if you like what you hear and tell your friends. Please, please, I hope maybe you'll share it. I hope you do. And until next time, keep getting busy, living sober. Thanks so much, you guys. Take care. Bye.